just a question for you guys, but I did something last night that I haven't done in a long time, and I was wondering if you guys could kind of help me with it real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you That's get your taint licked? It's yeah, by me. I shut Dylan up real quick. <laughs> I don't even want to do it anymore. It's like, that's how bad that was. What's wrong with getting your taint licked? I. Oh, I'm sorry. You're Grundle. <laughs> I am so much more comfortable with, you know, did you get your dick sucked? I could have gone with that, but taint and then licked together. It's just the two sets of words. I don't really. I. I couldn't even have thing. done taint sucked. I don't. I, maybe it's the word taint that I don't like. Yeah, so we'll it's change it to Grundle. Because Grundle, isn't that a fucking... That feels like that's a character. A mythological creature is yeah. Grundle. Is that a thing, Grundle. though? Getting okay. your taint licked? Is that a thing people enjoy? Getting I mean, your dick sucked? Taint licked. I know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, okay, but... I mean, if you're getting your dick sucked, why not, like, fucking, lick like, lick on the balls and the... T- the gooch and everything. Uh, yeah, let's just go okay. for it, yeah. dude. Yeah. Are we cutting this part out? Nope. Move back to the asshole at some point. Are yeah. we cutting this part out? I respect <laughs> a good, a, a good, some good attention to the gooch. Are we cutting this part out? <laughs> nope. It's staying. It's not All like right. we haven't said worse on this show at some we point. We have definitely said worse. That was pretty tame in comparison. And it's just shocking how ultimately this part was my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one and only official video game podcast of Culture Box. We have quite a show for you today. We are going to be talking about something that uh, I think everyone gets involved in at you know some level or not when it comes to gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, a couple of movies, a couple of anime, and... Of course, our regularly scheduled picks of the week. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop fan, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Klondike Martin and Austin. What would... What what I would give for a Klondike <laughs> Stevens? What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. I wrote that a week and a half ago, dude. Oh, man. I, like I couldn't even get through <laughs> it. I was like, uh, you broke my brain for a second. Yeah. Well, that was that was a week and a half ago, and I was like, that's good. It's staying. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, t- I, I'm extremely tired. Mm, I like, know those feels. Yes, I am. Like I said earlier, this is the least prepared I've been for a podcast. It's all just going to be kind of on a whim tonight, but I my brain is fried. I'm fried. I'm tired. I'm I'm starting to feel my age, which I, I, I always thought I knew the definition of, but now I really know the definition of it. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, man. Austin, enjoy your 20s. I'm well, you got kids because you, you might as well already be in your oh, 30s. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, he's exactly. already in his 30s. Exactly. My 20s don't even matter at this point. Oh, I'm 
sorry. How old are you? Hmm? Me? Yeah. 25, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the last <laughs> milestone. Was it even a milestone? <clears throat> I mean, just, you know, quarter life over, essentially, if you live to be 100, which, you know. Doubtful. Yeah, you don't have a good trajectory on that one. Hoping I don't make it past 45. Uh, your, your kids might. <laughs> kids yeah. might want you around Maybe. a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. That's a good point. You could be awful. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. They could turn out to be <clears throat> I don't believe that. You were talking to me the other night about fucking getting into basketball because August is getting into basketball, and that makes you a goddamn great dad. Well, thanks. Oh, he likes basketball? Uh, apparently. Oh, interesting. I don't know where that came from, but we just started watching random basketball games, and he's enjoying it. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to learn about this shit. Yep. Basketball can be kind of fun. I uh, enjoy I, watching it. I like the playoffs a lot. Playoff mm-hmm. basketball is fucking awesome. How you feel about Atlanta? Uh, we don't talk Gone. about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that. Yep, everyone's all talking big about the Hawks and playoffs coming. It's like, yep, that's on par. That's literally every <laughs> Atlanta team. Yep. Playoffs hit, Honestly. bam, done. Yep. <sighs> Who's our new quarterback? I don't even know. Do we have uh, one? Isn't it Marcus Mariota? <laughs> I have fucking no idea. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Mariota was a starting quarterback for like three years. <laughs> And he's been in the league for, I think, like, t- what, uh, 10 at this point? Great. Yeah, so. So, Super Bowl, here we come. Oh, almost 10. He's been in the league for seven years. He was the number two overall pick, and <coughs> he was a starter for three seasons. And now we have him. Yep, he's graduated to the big leagues. Oh, boy. What fun times. Well, boys, uh, this last week has been me killing myself to uh, to work. So I didn't get a whole lot of time to do anything. But I did watch a little documentary called White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Ooh. So um, have either of you seen this? Mm-mm. No, I was interested after you were talking about it, though, because it <coughs> kind of got me thinking about all those clothing brands of that time period and, like, what what it looked like to, you know, wear them or what I, you know, you know the whole high school aesthetic. And it's like you, you had to wear Ab- Abercrombie and Fitch or Hollister or American Eagle to be the popular kids. And it just fucking sent me down a spiral. <laughs> that you even brought that because I forgot about th- I don't fucking shop this shit anymore mm-hmm. I buy a set of black t-shirts and I'm good to go <laughs> right yeah 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 it's um well yeah th- th- it was a time and place for sure uh which is kind of why I watched it in the first place normally I wouldn't really care about this stuff but I was like the rise and fall and I was like this is something I actually I told Kayla um after uh, I had watched it or whatever, or after I had found out about it. And I was like, the fall, I don't understand. Like, it's still around. Like, it's still, like, every time we go into the mall and are walking by, like, I still see people walking out of the stores with, like, bags and shit like that. Like, so I I didn't think it was, like, quote-unquote, fallen or whatever. 
And then I went through and I was watching this and I was kind of astounded by a lot of the stuff that I learned. Uh, Cause I never knew about some of the stuff that like came up with like the, um, the t-shirts that had the, the really kind of racist, um, uh, like Asian stereotypes on the, uh, on the graphic tees and the, I think there were some Mexican stereotypes in there as well. Like definitely Hispanic for sure. But I think it was like pointed directly at Mexico and, um, like I, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know that they had like black and Asian people like they, they had gotten like, um, lawsuits brought against them for having like black and Asian people in the, uh, like in the back room or working overnight shifts and shit like that. There was even a Supreme court case brought against them. Like I, I didn't know any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching this, I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? This is kind of like really fucking crazy that this brand that I grew up with, like I, I remember think like thinking to myself, like, this is really popular. This is like, this is the kind of shit that I need to wear to like to fit in and mm. like seeing it now. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that like, I kind of couldn't afford it because like w- for one, it, it me being me is kind of like intertwined with me not being like a popular kid and me kind of just like liking the stuff that I liked um, and like, that's, I, I am the man that I am now because of that kind of stuff. But like, also I'm, I'm glad that like, I didn't fucking buy from this brand that turned out to be like really, really gross. Like from a, from a, I don't know, like a moral perspective. It, it was just, I don't know. Like, it was really eye-opening some of the shit like that I, I just uh, again like I don't, I don't know if you guys knew this but the guy who took all the, the famous photographs from in the store uh, his name was Bruce Weber and he was accused by several men that he took the pictures of of like sexual assault and it's like god damn I'm glad that I never wore those fucking clothes. right yeah. how much fucking history does that shit have <clears throat> but um but yeah, the the documentary itself is pretty. I mean, pretty well well made. It's got a, a bunch of interesting stuff in it. Um, really, I don't think that it's anything better than like an entertaining thing. Like, it's not something that's like revelatory. This isn't going to be nominated for like a best documentary feature at the Oscars or anything like that. Um, but like, it was fun to watch. I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, I mean, if you're interested in any of this kind of shit, like, taking a look at, like, your past, like, well, not your past per, per se, but, like, stuff from your past, uh, I think that this would be a fun little watch, so. Fuck yeah. Probably check it out. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. It's on Netflix, so it's, I mean, it's, I I don't like saying that things are free when they're on streaming services or whatever, because you're fucking paying for it, but, like. Yeah. 
you know, it's free on Netflix. Kind of free, partially. Yeah, but partially free. (laughs) Hidden behind a paywall, but free. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Um, Well, let's start with Dylan. Hey. You watched the Batman. Yeah, and Austin, you did too. (laughs) So... Said, I'd rather just do this as a conversation because, yeah. and now, because Josh, you've obviously seen it. You talked about it a few weeks ago, but it's like, mm-hmm. this movie just kind of was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I had, I have no, like, by the end of the movie, I was just like, all right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, there were some definite definite highlights, but it's like, wh- what? What was the end goal here? I mean, I get it, but it's like, really? Like, okay. Like, cinematography, great. Robert Pattinson, wonderful. Uh, fucking Colin Farrell, is that right? Colin fucking... Yeah, Pinkland? Colin Farrell. Yeah. Wonderful job. Um, Jeffrey Wright, or, yeah, is that right? Yeah, I always get him and Jeffrey Rush confused. Jeffrey Wright, fucking astounding. But, like, I really felt Alfred was underutilized outside of he's a piece of, like, a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah. It's like there's no real emotion there. I 100% agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> feel like the movie would have been the exact same without Catwoman in it. I mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part. Yeah. She didn't bring too much. I'm not saying that she did a terrible job. Like, I thought this was a good portrayal. I guess, you know, she really had the It was thief just unnecessary. The, yeah, I mean, it was like, okay, she existed cool. in this. And then I like the Zodiac portrayal of the Riddler. Um, I like that they incorporated parts of Hush within this Riddler. Um, but I didn't, by the end of the, Sabrina fell asleep during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not I even going to lie. I, I really liked the first 75% of the movie. I liked the detective aspect. Even when I saw where the story was going, like when they said, you know, rat with wings or whatever in Spanish, I'm like, okay, that's obviously bat. How, how do they not see this? Like, are they this dumb? Like, I knew exactly where it was going. Mm-hmm. A- and it's, it's like after that point where they're like, oh, this means Batman. And I was like, oh, like fucking best detective in the world. And we, we just now got here. Um, I don't know. It It, it was... It's not the worst Batman movie, but by the end of it, man, I didn't feel like any attachment to it. I didn't feel any attachment to Robert Pattinson. I'm curious as to what this sets up because I really hate that they teased the Joker. Like, mm-hmm. that was... And why? And it wasn't even a good Joker. Like, hearing that, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, what? Weird. And uh, I was talking to Tawny... And it's, uh, he's saying it sets up no man's land, like under martial law and the, ev- you know, everyone in Gotham is splitting up the turf and stuff like that, which is where Penguin heavily comes back into play, which I think is cool. Um, I, you know, I kind of hypothesize that Gotham just got flooded, so it'd be super cool to see Killer Croc come in. Um, <clears throat> but I'm curious as to what comes next, especially if they continue to separate it from the past Batman movies by making this much more detective centric and very much like almost like a noir film. Like again, cinematography here. I really enjoyed it. 
um, beautiful. I like, like the movie itself was really dark, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I always enjoyed every single scene that was on screen, just in terms of aesthetics. But um, really, I'm, I'm I can't even say I'm excited for what comes next. I'm just more curious. You know, everyone keeps saying that they want to see Court of Owls and stuff like that, which is which is cool. Like, yeah, that's fine, but. And they just mm-hmm. announced it, right? Like, the, of course, like writing's already begun on it. Like, I think I just read that yesterday. Yeah, they, confer- they confirmed this morning that the sequel okay. is uh, in development. Yeah. So, I don't know, Austin. Go ahead, because you. I mean, we kind of talked about it already. We fucking feel uh, the same. Uh, see, <clears throat> it. It's funny that you said that you're you're uh, you're curious to see what comes next, because I'm in the ballpark of. Uh, I really just don't fucking care. Like, I, I, I couldn't care about this movie the whole time I watched it. The, like, from the start to the end, I just didn't give a single shit about what I was watching. Um, it, and it, it makes me really upset because I, re- I wanted to really like this movie. I wanted to think that this was going to be a fucking awesome movie. Um, uh, aside from Spider-Man, Batman is my favorite comic book character in general. I love Batman and his whole universe and and mythos. But that, like this, nothing about this like attracted me in any way. Um, and I I don't know if anybody else feels this way. I have not seen anybody say anything about it. But I kind of think that uh, Robert Pattinson's dialogue was uh, extremely cringy the entire movie. Um, so like, I mean, it was like he he did the best he could with the words he was given. Yeah, but yeah, for it sure. felt so forced. And that and I don't mean that to say I think that's his fault because I don't I don't think it's his fault at all. I think he was just doing what he could with what he was given. I think it's kind of, you know just the writer's fault. But like that very opening scene when he beats up that that gang of like clown dressed thugs, they're like, oh, what the hell are you? And he hits them with the "I'm vengeance." I, I wanted to roll my eyes so fucking hard because, like, I think lines like that work in video games and like animated series. I don't think they work well in live action at all. I think they sound awful and out of place. And, and it does, and that. But the thing is, is that one line went on to spawn the whole plot of the rest of the movie. Yeah, too. yeah, and like it, know, it, it wasn't like the. I mean, yeah, the Riddler was like the big bad but ultimately like the fighting ended 65 mm-hmm. percent of the way through the movie and then the rest of it was batman realizing oh shit i've inspired the wrong kind of people yeah. and now he's trying to fix his mistakes and stuff like that but it's like you're right i mean it was it was too on the nose i'm like really that's yeah. how we're gonna like you can give me that line 100 percent, give me that line but let's make it in the right place right time that one was just like oh all right, it's been about five and a half minutes in the movie. I've heard one of the most, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, you didn't have to come out the gate with it. Right. For sure. But I just, I don't know, man. I, I think this movie is fine. I, I It kind of blows my mind because, like, I, when it came out, a couple of the reviews that I read and then, like, people who, like, I worked with that, like, went and saw it. Like, I, I work with one guy that's a big fucking Batman fanatic. It's like his favorite thing in the world and he saw the movie and he comes up to me the next day and he's talking to me he was like oh i think this is better than like the christopher nolan series i think that this is you kiss my ass the greatest piece of batman media that's ever been made and then i watched it and i was like no 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 it's not at all not even close dude lego batman was better than this shit 
I enjoyed it more. Yeah. I paid attention more. And I, I, I know I say a lot of negative, but ultimately it's like I was okay with the movie. It is not better than the Nolan trilogy. I think all three of those movies are better than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I loved what Robert Pattinson did. Like I like the reclusive Batman and not so much the you know, billionaire in your face, Batman. Like, that's cool. I still think Affleck has my favorite, like, Batman aesthetic. Really? And then, yeah. Ben Affleck is the best Batman to me. He's the most brutal. He's the most seasoned. He looks the part. He's, I'm not saying his movies were my favorite, but him as Batman is my favorite Batman, I think. I he just, that. he nailed like an older Bruce that just had the look had the ferocity. Had and some then shit going on with him. Yeah. But, you know, I liked what Pattinson is doing. Like, he has a lot of <sighs> trauma, anger. Like, you can see it. You're watching the story. Now, a part of the story is finding out that he's been lied to his whole life, kind of. Um, and it's rough. And you get to see, I guess, Batman take on the more mental health aspect, which is which is good. Like, I think mm-hmm. Robert pulled that off really well. Um, yeah, because he's fucking unhinged on his own anyway. Yeah, and it just wasn't like the the Batman aspect. Like I like the detective mode. I liked seeing that, but he hasn't he hasn't beaten um, Ben Affleck for like just that ferocity and power he brought to the role. Mm-hmm. Um, even no, I, mean, I said Nolan. Even uh, Christian Bale was a better Batman. But I, I I'm again I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, it's just, I need, I guess I need to see more. I need to see it fleshed out. This movie, it is very much not an origin story, but it's like definitely the first step in a series of stones to get across the river, you know, to the destination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm curious. It was, I mean, I can't, I, I don't even want to numerically score this movie. It was just, it was good, but it wasn't great. Um, I also feel okay. like it, this movie could have been shorter than what it was, and it would have been just as Holy fuck. Like I said, cut out hard. Catwoman. We just saved a whole ass hour. Because three hours was a little <clears throat> too fucking much. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I straight up agree with everything that you guys said. The thing about it for me... Um, uh... Um, is that I, I feel like a lot of this stuff could have been fixed with the writing. Like, For sure. um, something, something you said, Dylan, that I, I think, uh, resonated with me. Um, sorry, I'm trying to remember exactly how you phrased it. You really liked 75% of the movie, like the first 75%. Yeah. I love the first hour of this movie. I really like the second hour of this movie, and I do not like the third hour of the movie at all. Right. Like, the first probably 60% of the movie, I like to really like. Um, and then the the writing, like, the, the just... One of the things that bothered me more than anything, like, I... I think that Bruce's arc in this movie is really good. I, I think it's really well defined. I think it hits all the beats that it's supposed to. It's a, it's a really good exercise in like like screenplay, like nuts and bolts, seeing his arc in in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the whole like catalyst for it is 
Batman and the villain are the same sides to the are is are different sides to the same coin. And we have seen that in every fucking Batman movie since I mean, fucks maybe since the fucking uh Schumacher movies. I mean and even even they, I think, to an extent, probably have some of that in it. I haven't seen those in a in a really long time, but like one of the things that we're missing with with this interpretation of Batman is this this idea that like the rogues gallery are not just all the kind of like quote unquote opposite of Batman. Like, I think that that really fucking, like, does them a disservice as characters. Like, the Riddler is cool in this, and I love the approach of, like, making him this, like, incel kind of, like, fucking weirdo guy who just lives on the internet. Like, I love that. I thought that was really cool. It brings it down to earth. It, the movie, I, I really like the aesthetic of this movie a lot. It reminds me a lot of Seven in a yeah. lot of ways. Um... But, like, the Riddler is scary in this. I like it. Like, I really, really dig that. But fundamentally, he doesn't have a character. He's just the opposite of Batman. And that fucking bothers the shit out of me. Like, say what you will about the fucking The Dark Knight or whatever. Like, I know some people, like, like, have started to hate on it now. That's fucking stupid. It's the best Batman movie like, well, it's the best Batman movie is Batman Returns. Full stop. People can suck my dick. It is. But in terms of like a a quote unquote the best movie that is a Batman movie, it's The Dark Knight by a mile. The Dark Knight's a perfect movie. And I don't think that it just has to do with Heath Ledger's performance. I think the writing of the Joker, even though he is the opposite of Batman, like the writing of that character in that movie is leaps and bounds better than what the fuck the Riddler was in this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I I want to love this movie. I, I think I have it sitting on my letterbox. I think I have it at a three and a half. But it, like if it were on a like a ten like a ten scale, it'd probably be like a seven and a half. It's somewhere between like a three and a half out of five and a four out of five for me. I yeah. I really like the, those first two hours are really fucking killer, dude. Right. All of that detective stuff really fucking works for me. And I love how much Colin Farrell is in it. The Penguin was my favorite part of the movie. Same. It, like, you you can tell Colin Farrell is just having so much fun playing that character. Yeah. And he crushed it, dude. Like I said, I was, I was playing with Austin last night, and I, I said it then. He stole the show 100%. And even Jeffrey Wright as Gordon, I fucking mm-hmm. loved him. But Colin Farrell just went above and beyond. Like, I never in my life would have told you that I wanted Colin Farrell as the Penguin. This casting is up there as Heath Ledger as the Joker. Like, he's just made yeah. for this. Like, he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. I um, 100% agree. Yeah. And I, it, it, this does turn out to be No Man's Land, and we see a bigger part of Penguin in movie two. Fucking great, because he made this movie at what it was. I believed he was the Penguin. He really captured that character. But, yeah, I mean, I, like, for the first you know, two hours or whatever, for the first two parts of the movie, I was on it. I loved every second of it. I wanted that. That's what I told Sabrina. I want to see a detective Batman. And I wanted to see the Batman that can kick some ass, but obviously he's still getting there. This is only a couple of years into him being Batman, whatever. But 
the detective part just crushed it and you get to see his intellect and figuring shit out and I love that. Yeah. 100% man. I <clears throat> Yeah, I I don't know if there's anything else we can say about it. We, I feel like we've beaten it to death, but yeah. Yep. I agree with you guys. Uh what's next? Let's talk with Austin. Uh, Austin, what's the, which one is the one that you told me I should check out? Tell me about that one. Okay. Austin has died. Austin uh, has passed on. I'm sorry. I'm still here. I, oh. my, I didn't know my mic was muted, so I was just talking. Uh, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think I actually said both. you should check out both because I think that you would really like both. Okay. So, Well, hit first, me with it, Big Daddy. I'll start with Goodbye, Airy. Uh, Goodbye, Airy is a really, really quick, uh, short manga story. It's only 200 pages long, and it's written by the same uh, guy who made uh, Chainsaw Man that I just recently talked about that apparently made Dylan pretty uncomfortable. But, um... What? I'm fine. <laughs> uh, All anime makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> this is true. Why, Dylan? I'm joking. It doesn't, probably. It should. Um, but... So, I wasn't really I I had no interest in reading this because it it wasn't related to Chainsaw Man and it, it wasn't the kind of you know action fantasy anime that I t- uh, tend to lean into, but then I started seeing it uh, pop up on Twitter and Reddit and everybody raving about how good and heartbreaking it was and I was like, well, you know what, I could use some sad shit, so let me go ahead and give this shit a read. And boy, I finished reading it uh, at work while I was using the bathroom. And I started sobbing in the fucking stall. Because this shit (laughs) fucking hurt. Um, It's essentially... It starts with a uh, 16-year-old high school student named Yuta. And his mom buys him this kind of new, like, top-of-the-line smartphone. uh, Because she wants him to start filming the family around the house. Just like their normal day-to-day lives and, like, what they do. Um, And the reason why she wants him to do this is because she has a terminal illness and she's dying. So she wants him, him and his dad to, uh, to have like a record of her, like after she passes away. So they don't like forget what she looks like and forget what she sounds like and shit like that. Whenever they miss her, they can go back and watch these clips. Um, but she also very specifically wanted him to film her death in the hospital. Um, for whatever fucking reason, she was like, I'm going to fucking die and I want you to film every second of it. Uh, and he couldn't do it. He... The day came where her, uh, she kind of reached her limit and she started to die in the hospital and he takes off running. He can't do it. He was like, this is too much. I can't just sit here and film my mom dying and I'm supposed to be okay with it. Um, so then he decides to take all the clips that he made from filming the family around the house and he made a short little movie um, and premiered it at his school's uh, festival. Um, it was something he'd always wanted to do. He'd always been really interested in it. And so he was like, you know what? I have the opportunity. I'm going to stitch this into a movie. And everybody fucking hated it. People shat all over this kid for this movie. Um, and it, and it drove him nuts. It, it made him so upset that he was, he, uh, planned to commit suicide. Uh, he filmed a goodbye video basically saying, fuck you. Like you guys did this. You pushed me to this. Um, and he plans to jump off of the hospital that his mom died at. Right as he goes to do that, he meets a young lady named Ari, who explains that she goes to his school and she's seen the movie and she actually really liked it. 
and they begin to form a kind of friendship over that and she's like i want you to make a better movie i want you to make a movie that you're gonna like and fuck what anyone else has to say about it um so he starts doing that but he starts filming her and like the stuff that they do together during the day uh she starts making him watch movie after movie that he falls in love with and it helps give him ideas and inspirations and eventually he finds out that she also has a terminal illness and he inevitably has to film her death and he chooses to do it as kind of a redemption for for not being able to film his mom and dude that shit fucking broke me that shit really fucking hurt um but she eventually dies and he moves on with his life and meets another woman and has a baby and eventually raises a family and he just kind of never forgets about her he's like she's always in the back of my brain i'm never going to be able to move on uh well eventually an accident strikes and he loses everybody his wife his child his dad everything is ripped away from him in one single second and he ultimately goes to kill himself watching the original suicide tape he had made when he was 16 years old and that's just kind of how it ends well jesus yeah there's there's like a whole thing at the end where he sees airy again and she's like she like explains to him that she's a vampire and like can't really die and like all this kind of crazy shit but there's a lot of like interpretation of that ending and i just personally took it that he's already dead and this is what he's seeing in the afterlife Hmm. because that would make the most sense otherwise it kind of would have ruined it for me but that's what i went with but it's super sad but super good Damn, that's fucking... Leave it to the guy who made something like Chainsaw Man to write something like that. Right? You know? I mean, fucking hell. But honestly, like, as sad as this was, dude, like, I, I, I want him to make more stuff like this. I want to see more... I'd love to see more of Chainsaw Man too, but I want to see more stuff like this. But I also just want to see more stuff like this in manga in general. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of dig these, like, really emotional, like, 200-page short stories. Like, I, I really enjoy those. And I would like to see more more uh, manga authors start doing more stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. That I mean... Fuck. That's fucking hard. Core. <laughs> yeah. It's deep, man. Shit hurt. I'm fucking heated right now, because was, I was looking through Netflix the other day, and there... No, I haven't started Demon Slayer. I've not started any anime that anyone has recommended me, and I'm sorry. Boo. But what did you just say? Huh? What did you just say? <laughs> I said boo. Look, I am genuinely trying. Like, I get these moments of just mm-hmm. unreal drive where I'm like, I am going to watch an anime. And then I literally go on Netflix to pull one up, and it's like, I could go do something else, though. I and feel I that, just though. But it's every time. Well, and to be fair, it's the same shit with any other fucking media to like watch and consume. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I was scrolling through, I guess, I'm just going to say somewhere because it's not on Netflix, but something caught my eye the other day. I wanted to ask you about it, and now I can't fucking find it. I'm going to keep looking. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I know, because it actually looked kind of, literally, I was like, huh, maybe this is something I would take a fancy in and now i can't find it i should have put it on my list 
Mm-hmm. Which, but uh, you know, maybe my subconscious is like, you're not going to watch that. So. <laughs> it's like, don't even bother. You're yeah. not going to remember to watch this. And I have no idea. And then Jeff's in fucking uh, Discord channel mm-hmm. trying to pull people to get me some suggestions. And I'm like, I really appreciate that they're trying, but <laughs> they can't expect the same from me. <laughs> but he said it's just not going to happen, fellas. I mean, it's kind of like I'm going to our little Discord server right now. Yeah. So- I mean, Tawny... I think Crumkey even said something. Yeah, she did. Mindy said something. Fucking Josh and you. Everyone in here just putting all their faith in me. And I'm like, wow. Which Fullmetal Alchemist series have you seen, Dylan? Have you seen the original or Brotherhood? Amazing, because I I responded to you in that text thread. But anyway. I don't remember. um, It's it's their original. I've never seen Brotherhood. No, I started to watch Brotherhood, and then I hated... That the voices were different, and I know that's so stupid, but I couldn't get into it. Which can be rectified just by watching it subbed, and then I'll never know. There's only but... one voice that's different. Was it Alphonse? Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, I fucking one. hated that. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. <laughs> it's because the... <laughs> I don't like change. The original actor went through puberty, and they thought that it just didn't sound right anymore, so they had to get well, somebody else. give me that. I would have rather had that. Fucking fake it. He's a voice actor. Do his job. <laughs> Said, do your fucking job better, you lazy yeah. piece of shit. And I really thoroughly did enjoy the original, though. Um, original is very good. I got distracted. I haven't fucking found what I was looking for. I don't know. I'll keep looking as we continue to talk. Wait, it's my turn to talk. Shit. It is. Your I can't turn keep to talk. looking. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was on HBO either. I don't even know if HBO has anime. They do. I feel like it was on Netflix. Do they actually? Maybe it was mm-hmm. on that. Very few. But they oh, have some. it probably wasn't there. Um, yeah, I don't have shit on here. Fuck it, whatever. Um, I'll look later. Are we ready yeah. to, to proceed with what you need? With what you need? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a couple of weeks, but after, literally I think the day after we recorded the last podcast... Um, I told Josh I was going to go see everything everywhere all at once, and I did. Um, and this was specifically just because of how he conveyed it in the episode. And um, I had a little bit of interest before that. I had seen the trailer, and I thought it was really cool. And I was like, I'll watch this at some point. But then when I heard his take on it, I was like, well, now I have to give it a shot. Um, so Sabrina and I, the next day after work, I believe... Um, after work, we came home and we got a bite to eat and we went back to the theater and, uh, that started our journey. So complete opposite of the Batman. I fucking love this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say complete opposite, but I just love like, this is one of the best movies that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I can't, like I, I've said it before, I can't really analyze film that well. But and I don't want to spoil this. Like one day, if we want to do a spoiler cast on this, when I can watch it again, I absolutely would, because it's so f- fucking phenomenal. Um, but from the very start, like I- I'm hooked. Like immediately, like it's it's a very relatable story, you know, minus the multiverse shit. But it's just something like you understand. You understand the frustration of trying to run a business with, you know a failing marriage and that's sprung on you and you have kids that are 
not really, you know, on the same page as you. Um, and you're seeing it from this, this woman's perspective. And it's like, you can, you, you as a person, as an adult can relate to s that in some way, whether you're in the daughter's shoes, whether you're in the mother's shoes or the husband's shoes, you can relate to all of this turmoil going on. And immediately I'm hooked. Um, and something I think you said, Josh, this movie handles like multiversal stuff better than anything <laughs> that I've seen yet. Like, it's a lot of fun how they interchange the two realities or multiple realities, actually. It's it's a lot of fun, the idea, the concept that they came up with for this. Um, and the more the movie goes, the more the more I truly started to care about all of the characters. It wasn't just I was really rooting for the mom or I was really rooting for, you know, the husband, whatever. It was, I started to really care about all their stories and all of their perspectives and oh shit, like towards the end of this movie, I had a realization and I'm going to try to say this like in a non-spoilery way, Josh, just because I've been wanting to talk to you about this specifically, but like, you know how one part in the movie, how they're trying to escape the office and it's like, um, the husband's like really hungry and they stop for a bagel break and, uh, you know, he grabs the bagel and he's like, oh my God, cream cheese. And he's just loving it and he's <laughs> eating it and stuff like that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And then <clears throat> she's like looking at the bagel, like what the fuck? And she, she throws it away. Mm -hmm. Right. If that wasn't some fucking foreshadowing to me, I don't know what is. Like, there was a point in the movie where <laughs> it sounds so stupid from the outside, but it's like this whole, this whole, this whole like villainy, the whole antagonist of this is is the daughter from another reality, and she's created this weapon of mass destruction, and it's like this black hole that can destroy anything that goes inside of it. And it's an everything bagel. <laughs> um, I was like, what the fuck is happening? But that's not the most what the fuck thing in this movie. So at some point it just made sense to me. And I was like, okay, she made the everything bagel. Um, and it's like, there was some point in the movie where stuff just started to like add up all in an instant. And it's like, what was the husband's name again? It was... I can't remember his name. Um, oh, like shit. Yeah, I can't. Way Waylon? Way Waylon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Waylon. It was, it was in the scene in the laundromat when they're in trouble. That's, that's all I'll say. And um, what, what was the mom's name? I'm sorry. It's been, it's been two weeks. I don't remember. Uh, shit. I'm um, glad it's not just me. Yeah. I... I uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to search it up now. She plays um, Evelyn. That's it. Evelyn. Evelyn. So she plays Evelyn and Waymond. That's what it was, Waymond. So Evelyn is like sitting on the chair and sh she's defeated or whatever. But then the husband is like talking. So the the auditor or whatever, which I know there's a lot of, you know, skipping around topics right now. I'm trying not to spoil anything because this movie is a must watch for anyone. But he just makes he makes the issue go away. He makes it better. And Evelyn finally sees this. She finally sees the husband for 
what he is. He's he's the missing. He like she's so focused on X Y Z, she's not taking time to see the whole picture. And then it's like she's not appreciating him for literally anything. And he feels that, and he wants this divorce because you know what's what's the point of a marriage if you're not appreciated? If it's if it's just all bad times, and it's like in this moment she looks at him and she sees like I don't appreciate him, and it's like he's what's missing from this picture he's always there to kind of rebuild everything and it's like to me that also means that he was kind of a missing piece in the daughter's relationship too because he is like he does so much for both of them and he kind of like holds it all together and then i flash back to that scene in the office where like he's eating the bagel and his one biggest love was like the cream cheese and it's like that wasn't everything bagel that she created like the weapon of mass destruction but what would have made it better is a little cream cheese and like it was the dad. And it's like, I just, I had this just relationship with that moment and oh, it tore me up. I looked at Sabrina and I was like, holy shit, I get it. And it's, it's like, I know there was even, there was, there's more of a story. There's more of a fleshing out than that, but it's, it's a lot more than that. But in that moment, like, of course you guys know <laughs> me, I latch on to anything fatherly, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I don't have one, but in that moment, I was like, "God damn, that that really hit me." It was it was a great moment. It was a fantastic movie. It ends so well. There's some scenes in this shit that are laugh out loud hysterical because it's like, "What in the hell is happening?" Um, if what is what is that thing? Chekhov's gun, right? If something's in a scene, it's gonna be fucking yep, used. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! If this movie does not exemplify that in every regard, because there was some stuff that appeared in this movie, and I was like, "That's a weird prop," and then it comes <laughs> fucking back full force, and it fucking it just pegs you. Are you so? <laughs> Uh, uh, you're talking about that fight sequence, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm 100% uh, talking so about good. the fight sequence. This is such a good movie, a fun movie. It makes you feel tons of just f- emotions that will flood through you. Josh mentioned a scene, and it's literally only between two fucking rocks with some words on the screen, and the theater is silent, and you're just reading. And again, the dad comes back into play, and I'm not going to say anything more because one, I'm going to break down crying, but it's like, it is just it, astounding how much emotion this movie can convey without ever really saying anything. It will just, it just does so much right. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And I recommend it to literally everyone. I concur with everything you said. <laughs> yes. I just, I, I can't wait for this to come to streaming services. I'm going to watch this fucking time and time again, dude. It's, yep. oh my God. Yeah, I'm hoping that this comes to either Netflix or Hulu relatively soon. Uh, A24 has a really good working relationship with both of those streamers. So I'm I'm hoping really, really hard that this is on one of those within the next like three or four months because I want to go see it again for sure. Yes. It's, it's one that I, it's a movie that I can watch over and over, pick up different things um, from different playthroughs. Just fucking God, it was a great movie. And 
I, so you can understand why I didn't like the Batman as much because I watched it almost immediately after watching this, and I'm like, this isn't right. Just wasn't gonna hold up. Yeah, there, there was like, there this was is, no way. It is a perfect movie, dude. It's emotionally fulfilling in every way. God, it's, it's awesome. fucking good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. Maybe I'll see it. Later. That's two movies this year that have rocked my fucking socks, thanks to you, and it's Tick Tick Boom and this. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, fucking for real, because I would have never, ever watched Tick, Tick, Boom without you, and this one might have just gone over my radar. Like, yeah, I want to see that, and then it could have just gone without watching it, but you fucking, you you pushed me off the ledge, so thank you for killing me. <laughs> how, did Sab- uh, how did Sabrina like it? Adored it. Like, Good. when I explained how the, like, what I just did, and like, Everything else, she was enamored with it. It was it was a fun time for her. Like she, 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 you know, she'll profess it herself. She doesn't really pick up on a lot of subtleties, so she's glad to have me there, and we can kind of pick things out together. And this was a great movie for both of us because it like this can kind of help your relationship, even if you don't have anything going wrong in your relationship. It's like this makes you look at yours a little differently too. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we're like, fuck. I mean. I love you. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it was wonderful. And we both enjoyed it. It was great. I liked that we got to see this in the theater. We were like in the perfect spot. There weren't too many people. It's just wonderful. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Austin, what you, what you got? What's your last thing? All right. Uh, my last thing is a little horror anime called The Smoke Kishibe Rohan. Oh. Uh, this is a spinoff. Uh, technically, it's a spinoff of part four of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, but from what I have read, it wasn't supposed to be. Uh, this was actually this actually started being written like while part four was being written, and Araki had no intention on introducing Rohan into part four. It was always meant to be a separated story. But he ended up loving Rohan so much as a character that he decided to make him one of the main characters in part four by the end of it. Um, And all this show is, is literally just him telling these wild ass fucking horror stories. And it like they're the reactions he gets from like cast members that have appeared in part four. Like even if it was if they were just in one episode, they somehow managed to just spring up at at random points throughout the show. Um the only one that didn't show up, I think, was Josuke for whatever fucking reason. I guess he just didn't want to show off the main character one more time. Um, I I don't want to go too much into detail because some of them, it, it's JoJo, and so some of them kind of get gross. And I feel mm. like I've said enough gross shit on this podcast. I don't have to say more. Uh, <laughs> but one of them in particular that wasn't so bad was uh, uh, just like an example of, of how wild the stories get. Uh, It was essentially about this young woman who came from a very wealthy family, and she, uh, her father had arranged for her to be married to the child of another wealthy family. She didn't fucking want that. She was cheating on this dude the whole time with some, like, professional sports player. Um, She tells him they need to split up, tells him to get out of her house. She accidentally pushes him onto a sharp object that just so happens to be in the right spot to go all the way through the back of his head and kill him. Um, Except that he won't stop bleeding. 
He'd been dead for a couple of hours. She was trying to clean him up, but he just wouldn't stop bleeding. She ended up having to put him in an attic and build a contraption around him to siphon the blood off. And she ends up doing that for the rest of her life. And I didn't flesh it out as much as the show fleshed it out, but that was the, essentially the main plot, and it was fucking wild. But every single... <laughs> like, every one of these stories is just, like, the most insane, bizarre shit, but I guess coming from JoJo, that's pretty fucking on brand. But it was really good. It's only, like, four episodes long. It's a quick, uh, quick watch. I do... For whatever fucking reason, they made a live-action version of this, and it is an Amazon Prime exclusive. Uh, so I'm gonna watch that eventually just cause I wanted to do this whole thing where I watch every live action anime adaptation. So it's on my list. I'm gonna have to get to it eventually. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. Well, interesting. That sounds like something that, uh, I might have to give a shot. I just, I loved Rohan the whole time. He was one of my favorite characters in part four. So when I saw he had his own spinoff, I was like, man, fuck yeah. More time with Rohan. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into our topic of the show. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to state this like it's a uh, like it's just like a, a question or whatever. This is just like a fact. There is a never-ending stream of games coming these days. I I feel like. Even if it's not like big AAA games, like there's like I don't know at least ten to fifteen games that get released every fucking week. It's kind of ridiculous, you know. Where do you find the time? It's something that's I think really hard to do. But one thing that we seem to do, regardless of whether or not we have the time, is to find time for games that we love. Um, so. That's kind of what we plan to talk f about for you today. We're going to talk about some of our favorite games from our formative years, why they resonated with us, and why they still resonate with us. Why we still play them to this day. So, Austin, you, sir, sure. are the one who came up with this topic. So, why don't you uh, start us off? Did we ever decide how many games we were bringing to the table? Because I only have three. Um, I have, like, a couple, so... I mean, okay. I can come up with more if I need to. We'll, we'll go with three. We'll go That's with fair. Cool. Three's cool. All right, so I want to get the super fucking obvious one out of the way, and I feel like this might actually be the only super obvious one, um, and that's Pokemon Black and White. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I've done it a million times, but I... Again... I think this is where Pokemon peaked. Kind of think this was the best that it got and the best it's been so far. And uh, sometimes I, I have to replay these games to remind myself why I still play these games in the fucking first place. Uh, but Pokemon Black and White is great. It's a nice deviation from what came before. And a story that good has never been done again. And I don't see it happening anytime soon. So let me ask you guys something because this... This, for me, is, isn't going to be like a, these are my three games. It's going to be more like a, a monologue. But it's going to be after I ask you guys a question. Okay. How, where do you guys see that? You, the, these are games that we played through our childhoods, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, at what age is your cutoff for this? I would say, like, 18. Oh. 
Or would you think younger? I I was Maybe thinking younger. younger. I was thinking probably probably younger than fifteen even. Because that would have been okay. put, that that would have been for me like half my age ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So the reason I ask this, and this will kind of, I guess, kind of open up. So it's it's a little you know somber to think about, a little dark, but that's what we do on this podcast. So get dark. Yeah, we kind of do get dark. Um, like I said, I really didn't come too prepared for this, and that's my own fault. You know, the week just got a, away from me, but. Um, I got home today from the gym and I was in the shower and I was like, I need to, I need to start thinking of some shit for this. And so I was like, let me think, what games did I play from my childhood? And then it's like, well, where do I consider my childhood over? And so I kind of went similar to Austin. Um, it was higher. I was like, so this is where it kind of, you know, takes that turn, but it, it'll just be briefly like my dad died when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, it's like, okay, you know, the kid shit's over. Um, it was time to grow up, and that was, like, mental maturity. That was what I needed to do in my life. It's like I had to step up. Like, I didn't have that figure in my life anymore. I'm not saying that I stopped playing video games because I absolutely did not. But everything up until that point was like, okay, every, you know, <laughs> it was great. That was, <laughs> I was, that was me being a child, even as a teenager. Like, that's what I still consider. So... When you initially posed this question, it was like, where, what games do I go back and frequent, you know? And it's, it's like, what point of my life did I most play these games? And a lot of the games that I go back and I revisit now are games that I, games that, like, I think that make me happy and that I can, mm-hmm. I can go and I can, you know, revisit these parts of my childhood. They were all the games that came while my dad was still alive and I was playing them and I was full of, you know, joy and nothing was wrong in the world. Um, and I'm not saying his death took anything away from these franchises or how I play games. It's not true. I just, I enjoy playing these games because it makes me think of a better time, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I know, I don't know if necessarily your question was supposed to be as deep as it was, but it's like when I was thinking about this today, it's just what I felt like. I don't have any of this written down. I just knew that when I started, you know, that would kind of be it. So I started thinking about the games too. And Austin, you, I, I know it's a joke between us at this point, but yeah, it is Pokemon. Um, I remember like up until that point, it was diamond and pearl was the most recent. Um, but even before that, like my f- one of my f- most favorite games, like uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver, hadn't even come out yet. But one of the things that I truly remember loving as a kid was Crystal, and to this day I go back and play. Like I'll restart Crystal. It's um, luckily I have it downloaded from the eShop now, um, and I can just go and play it whenever I want to. And it just it takes me back, dude. And mm-hmm. it's God, man. It feels so good to go back and play it. And it's like. It's weird because I'll be playing and I'll hit a specific section and it's like for a second I'm looking at my screen but I see through a window and I look through the window back at another time in my life and it's like I know exactly where I was when I was at this part in the game when I was this, you know, Mm -hmm. I was this many years old. Um, And it's crazy. Um, And I know that we're going to like, you know, list the games or whatever um, and that's fine. Like you guys can do that but it's like the other one for me was uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts, the, f- the first one. 
because again, this was around the same time period and it's like, um, again, I can look through that window. Like I know exactly where I was when I was facing Ursula for the very first time. Like the boss that kicked my ass as a kid. Like I remember stuff like that. And it's like, that's why I revisit it is because I like seeing through that window again because <coughs> fuck man, I'm tired. Like I'm tired. Like I said that at the beginning of this episode, I'm tired, mm-hmm. but something that brings a lot of like rejuvenation. It's it's looking back at times like that. Um, there's a couple of other games. Like I, I, I kind of dabble like Spyro is one of them too, but it's that, that was kind of my piece for this podcast. It's like, you actually hit me with a, a harder question than I thought. It's like, why do I like revisiting games? And this is, this is fucking where you led me, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Free therapy for everybody. Yeah. It, it is kind of free therapy. That's just, we joke about it, but I don't think it's a joke anymore. I kind of feel like this is free therapy that we put out there for everyone to fucking listen to. It pretty much is at this point. And I'm not, I'm not upset about it. We, uh, we embrace mental health. Yeah, we do. Well, I do. I don't know about you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I feel like Dylan just blew his load all at once. Yep. Um, so, but I have more. Okay. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'll I'll start with my first one, which is a game that I have talked about a billion fucking times. Is this Metal Gear Solid? Metal Gear Solid. All right. Uh, Metal Gear Solid (laughs) is one of those games that I, kind of similar to the next game that I'll talk about, I probably pick this up, this game up and play it, like, once, uh, I mean, probably once a year at least, um, maybe more. Uh, I just adore Metal Gear Solid, and I... I think part of the thing about I mean I, it's kind of what Dylan said. I, th- I think it's similar to to the games that I like to go back and revisit. I like to go back because they bring me back to a place in time that wasn't necessarily as difficult. Like I I'm an adult now. I have adult problems, and like I don't. Like, I don't have the same sort of, like, freedom and, uh, how do I want to explain it? Like, I, I, I just don't get to do the same kinds of, kind of shit that I used to do as, like, a fucking, like, a kid playing my PS1 back in, like, yeah. 2000. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't, I, I don't have that same freedom. And part of the reason that I go back to Metal Gear Solid so often is because it's one of the first games that, like, really showed me that video games can be deeper than just fucking Mario. And Mm. what I mean by that is not necessarily that Mario isn't deep, because Mario is deep in its like, gameplay mechanics and shit like that, especially once you get to, like, your 3D games, like, uh, 64 and, um, oh, my God, uh, Galaxy. Like, those games are, like, really fucking, like, deep on a mechanical level, and they're fucking just amazing. But, like, 
from a philosophical and like political and storytelling like standpoint and shit, Metal Gear Solid was one of those first games that was like, dude, this is different. This is like not Mario. This is not Zelda. This is like you learning about fucking nuclear war. Like, and I know that it was like a, a, a mature game and I pr- maybe should not have been playing it as a, I don't know, probably like a 11, 12, 13 year old. But like, it still was one of those things that was like, this feels adult. And it showed me like, I never knew about nuclear war, like in any real sense. I had learned about shit in, in like school, but it was like kind of like theoretical stuff that I like didn't have to actually deal with. But then this was like, layering on like topics about war and and very specifically nuclear war but also like politics and like the inner workings of like the army and shit like that but then on top of that was like this metacritical like look at like video games and video game violence some like 20 odd years before fucking you know we were talking about that shit with the last of us. You know what I mean? Like this game came out in 97, 98. And like, it's talking about like you being the player and you doing this shit way before we even started talking about it in any real way. It's like, I don't know. It's incredible. And that kind of, that kind of stuff has always stuck with me. Uh, and I just, I love the gameplay of that game. It's not aged particularly well for a lot of people, but I pick that shit up and just fucking run with it. It's, I, I, I love it. I don't know. So, uh, hot fact, I've never played Metal Gear Solid ever of any game uh... ever. Not one, two, three, four, or five. Damn. Yep. I've seen the shit out of some gameplay, but never have I ever played it. Well, hey. This is what it is. <laughs> Austin, you got another Can game for me? Can you hear the me? disappointment I, in his voice? F- so disappoint. <laughs> Austin, hello from the other side. Austin, are you dead? Yep. So. No, I'm not. I just did it again, right. dude. What the fuck is going on with me today? We're all tired. I keep forgetting to unmute my mic. I'm sorry. It's um, okay. You're here now. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Kind of. Uh, yeah, so the next game on my list is one that I'm finally getting the chance to replay now because I bought a modded 3DS, and I kind of feel like that was one of the best decisions I've made in a hot minute. I swear to God, if you're about to say Mega Man. I am about to say Mega Man. Great. <laughs> that was my next one to talk about, so go ahead. This is great. We live the same life. Uh, apparently. Uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, I've actually been currently replaying uh, Mega Man Star Force 1, and it just threw me back, dude. I, I played through, like, uh, earlier today, I just beat the first boss, or the first main boss, and it just it threw me back, and I remember exactly what I was doing when I beat the shit the first time, and I, I've 
it's been a long time since I've replayed one, but two and three particular in particular, I've replayed multiple times uh, since I played them for the first time. I think like middle school, maybe, maybe late elementary school, early middle school when all these games came out because they came out relatively close together. I think it was like one year Star Force one, the next year it was Star Force two, and then the year after that it was Star Force three. I think they were pumped out really fucking quickly. Um, but it. I, I remember playing the first one and just immediately falling love with in love with it and kind of resonating with the story of the main character. Um, Dylan already did it, so I guess it's okay to get a little dark now. Uh, <laughs> the whole premise of Mega Man Star Force focuses around a, uh, a young man named Geo Stellar, whose dad was an astronaut slash engineer that is tasked to uh, work on a space station that was attempting to make contact with extraterrestrial uh, life. One day, the space station gets attacked, and it's gone. And Geo's dad has presumably gone with it. And they, they're never given closure on what happened. They're never told the full story of what happened. They just said, hey, uh, there was an accident. The station's gone. Your dad's nowhere to be found. Fucking tough luck, kid. Sorry about it. And it's... You're shown very early in the game that Geo has a routine of every single night going to the same spot in his town because it's the best spot where he can just look straight up and see the night sky. Just hoping, doing it every night, hoping that maybe he'll get the smallest, like, tiniest glimmer of hope that his dad is still alive somewhere out there. And that shit resonated with me really fucking hard as a kid, and I latched onto this character and I absolutely fell in love with these games, and I think it's a real fucking shame that even Capcom itself just has, for the longest time, refused to even acknowledge that these games fucking existed. Um, Battle Network gets brought up a lot, but I never see them ever talk about Star Force again, and it's a real shame, because I kind of think that was one of the best Mega Man stories they've done so far. Uh, speaking of Battle Network... Oh my. <laughs> yeah so that was one of the ones it's like it kind of it continues to echo through what i said the first time like it just takes me back to those windows right but it's like this is one that i don't often get to talk about i talk a lot about pokemon i talk a lot about kingdom hearts but battle network i actually started with uh i believe i started with three but it was only briefly because then uh battle network four came out and that's where i really got into it and i had blue moon um but I just really, I, I, I dug it, man. I loved being able to watch it on TV, but also, you know, go back and play the games and stuff like that. Um, I like the setting that the game was in. Like, you were, you know, this kid and in town, you're going to school, you had these friends that you were, you know, grouped up with. But the gameplay itself was really rad because, like, you had this feature called uh, Double Soul where you could pair yourself with... Yeah. Other net navvies, right? That shit yeah, was and you fucking could, cool. It was cool as shit, man. And like you could you could just level or not level, but like superpower Mega Man up, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and you had to beat the game multiple times, specifically four. Yeah, um, four was obnoxious. Yeah, you had to beat the games multiple times to like uncover everything, which is to some players, like he said, it was obnoxious. But other, like I had nothing but time, yeah, right? So same. I could, yeah, I could sit and do it. Um, but then four led me into my favorite battle network game. And it, it led us into, after that, it's set up for a battle network five and battle network five is my most favorite because this is where you got to choose team, uh, team proto man or team colonel. 
Um, I fucking bought both the games. Just at one point, I started with Colonel though. Um, this one had such a cool premise, and it felt like just more expansive and explorative. It still kept the same formula or whatever, but man, I sank so many hours into this as a kid. I fucking Austin keeps talking about his modded 3DS, and I'm just for this alone, I would I do would, it. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I wish they would remaster this for the the Switch or something. Not even remaster. Just give me something just in the Battle Network. Boring. Like, just give me a blatant ass port. You don't even have to touch it. You don't have to do yeah. anything to it at all. Just right. Port. Just do it. Treat it like all your other ports, Nintendo. Just bring it. <laughs> just give it to us. Just give us the same thing over and over. That's all we're asking <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um. But yeah, dude. Battle Network's fucking stellar. I love every bit of it. God, those games are great. Hell yeah. Those games are. So are those? Well, you guys just said they're not on the available on like the eShop or whatever, but like mm-hmm. they are on the Wii U. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> and dude, I really how much is it from the the fucking game place down there, the 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 double soul pack of Proto Man and Colonel on the DS? How much is it at Video Game Trader, Austin? It's super expensive, right? Uh, it wasn't super expensive when I bought it, but I don't know what it goes for now cuz it is a DS game and DS games Yeah. Have been, Especially within the last two years, DS games have kind of uh, skyrocketed for whatever fucking reason. Um, yeah, because if I look for this on Amazon, it's fucking, it's, there go my taxes. Uh, about 40 bucks. It's not At Video bad. Game Trader? I don't know about Video Game Trader. I know on eBay you can get it for about 40 bucks. Oh, it actually went down on Amazon, if this is even real. It was like 100-something bucks at one time. Now for the DS, it's 82 yeah, if you if you just if you're fine with just the cart, you can get it for like thirty five to forty. But like if you want the case and like all the shit that came with it, then it's like a hundred dollars. I am kind of okay with paying that. It was fucking phenomenal, dude. I it love every so bit good. of this game. The <sighs> uh, fun fact, a cool thing about Star Force One in particular, if you play any of the three start for because for whatever fucking reason they split that game into three when it didn't fucking need to. But why not they? Of course, they want to make more money. They are like, Pokemon does it. We can fucking do it, too. Um, <laughs> even though it serves in here. Like, it already doesn't serve much of a functional purpose in Pokemon games anymore. But, like, in a Mega Man game, like, you're really kind of reaching at that point. But um, if you play any of the three Star Force games on a DS Lite and you have any of the six Battle Network games in the GBA slot, you will actually unlock a post-game or uh, a post game uh side mission in star force where the star force mega man gets to meet battle network mega man and it's pretty cool yeah okay uh well i guess i'll go again but i i like a mega man um so, uh, the next game that I wanted to talk about is, uh, do, do you have any guesses? <laughs> Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> no, Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Boom. Got it. Two yeah. for two. I, I don't want to say too much about it because I, I do think that, uh, Final Fantasy VIII will probably be the subject of one of my videos, uh, somewhere down the, somewhere down the line. Um, but... I love this game. I I just I I love this game. I I think that it is. I I, I don't want to say exceptional. 
uh, because it definitely is flawed. Like there's, it's, it definitely is flawed. But um, I think that uh, it remains a special game for me because I, it's a game that uh, it hit me in some ways that I needed to be hit. Uh, as I was growing up, it made my, um, you know, it, it made my, it made me understand certain things about myself better, I think. Um, and I think that the game is really exceptionally fun. Uh, I know a lot of people, like a lot of people really do not like the well not necessarily the combat system but like the junction system that's in the game it's basically more or less a way to just straight up min max uh leveling so like uh, part of the thing is is like you can go through the game and like it mm, you can make the difficulty of the game as hard as you want through leveling so you kind of like min-max your level based on, you know, uh, how much leveling you do. Um, but you can go through the game and go through with like um, the lowest level possible. Get to a point where you have all of your GFs. Uh, as leveled as you possibly could want and then just kind of grind up to level 100 and because of the GF level boosting like um, abilities you can make your stats outrageous as opposed to if you just went through the game leveling like consistently and so you can get to late game bosses and just make them a fucking joke or on the opposite end of that, you can level up super fucking, like, uh, as much as you possibly can through grinding and then try to go through the game and make it as difficult as possible on yourself. It's really, like, really, I don't want to say finicky, but, like, customizable. And, uh, yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I just really love that game. And it's a, a game that, like, like I said, it made me learn things about myself that I didn't necessarily know were true. And, uh, or not necessarily, not what I just said. <laughs> but, like, it helped me learn things about myself. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great game. I really like that game. Fuck yeah. I'm ready for the fucking video. <laughs> I know, you're probably not ready for the video, uh, but. Dude, well. Not to give anything away, but uh, I'm currently working on a script for a Final Fantasy video, and um, <coughs> the uh, the Seinfeld video that'll be coming out uh, this week will um, the the script for it ended up being the way I write scripts for the videos is different from probably what a lot of other people um, do. And I write them basically as essays, and then I change them into, like, script format or whatever. 
And uh, the Seinfeld video, it was at like 5,500 words, something like that. And this video, just the intro, is at like 2,400. Oh, so, my God. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's not even – well, I it's – well – the less said, the better. So we'll move on. <laughs> I can't on. wait for it. Yeah, I'm capped out on games, so it's just you two. I, I, like you said, I blew my load, and then I had like a little bit of like an aftershock of you know load. So that, that was about it for me. Aftershock of load. <laughs> what a fucking sentence. That's yeah, sentence it's like you thought you were finished, and it's like, ah, oh, shit. And then it's like a it's little, like a little more. more comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to shake it a little bit to get it out. All right. Yeah, like sure. squeeze it like a tube of toothpaste. And make sure. yeah. All right, we need to go on. We do. This is just going to get worse. This is just going to get worse. Okay, so... Uh, my next game is kind of two games in one, but like, not really. They're kind of, I just kind of associate them together. Um, but when a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, gaming and kind of their transitions from like 2d gaming to 3d gaming, a lot of people bring up stuff like Mario and stuff like Zelda. Well, my biggest transition for that was going from the 2d Sonic games to what I think are the two best Sonic games. Well, maybe not mm, the two best 3D Sonic games. And that is an opinion that I'm willing to die on. And that is Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2. I adore these games way fucking more than I feel like they deserve and way more than I should. I don't know why that I do. I just remember that I think I was in fourth grade when I got my first GameCube. And the first three games that I got with it were... Pokemon XD, Sonic Adventure 1, and Sonic Adventure 2. And I eventually got to Pokemon XD, but I, for whatever reason, I was more excited to jump into the Sonic games. And dude, I... Sonic Adventure 2, not as much. I, I love it in the, in the same way, but I don't get to replay it as often. But Sonic Adventure 1, I replay probably at least... At, fuck, once a fucking year at this point. Because uh, it is quick. You can blow through Sonic Adventure 1 if you know what you're doing. And like... 15-ish hours, maybe less. It's not a long game at all. But, um, it's, it's... I don't... It's so hard to explain what it was, but it was just getting that... Because I was so used to, even on the X... Like, I had my Xbox, and I, I, I had played, you know, some of the, uh, 3D games, uh, that were out at the time, but, like, I mostly stuck to, um... Like, the Sonic Mega Collection on the original Xbox. That was literally just all of those old 2D Sonic games and one big package and and they were some of my first games and they were some of the first games I ever really fell in love with and I just couldn't stop playing them and then I finally got my chance to get a GameCube and get to play that first full 3D Sonic experience. It, I know it came out on the Dreamcast first, but who actually fucking owned a Dreamcast? Um but it's, it's a game that's stuck with me that I don't think I'll ever go away from. I started replaying that shit the other day. It's just, it's so good. And I, I, there, I think there's been rumors for the last couple of years, but I think they're really starting to circle now. Um, there's a lot of leaks and rumors going around that Sega is going to start reviving some of these franchises. Uh, like, kind of, uh, I think there, there were leaks about a Sonic Adventure remake. There's been leaks about... 
uh, a fucking Crazy Taxi reboot and a Jet Set Radio reboot, like both of which I played along the same time as playing Sonic Adventure and all of those games just really meant so fucking much to my childhood and I can go back even today and it just reminds me of such a simpler fucking time in my life. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of it just the nostalgia is a huge part of it, but it just takes us back to better days. Oh yeah. Before all the woes. Yep. Before all the adult woes. Yep. Josh, you got another game? Yeah, yeah, I can I can toss another one out. So okay. do it then. All right. <laughs> Do you guys have any guesses on which one this is? Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Damn. So, hold on. Let's talk real quick because we hit Let's figure it out. Here. We, we hit, hit the two Fantasy. big ones. So what else could it be? I would die if it was fucking Pokemon. I'll tell you that. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I don't have a system that can uh, can play those. That's true, Switch, but not the older ones. So, okay. You have a computer. Well, not yet. You? Not yet. Oh, well, yeah, emulation. Um. This is this is this is harder. So we hit the two huge ones. Yeah, I'm trying to. Man, um, can I have what console it was from? The PS One. I hate that. Doesn't that. narrow it down. <laughs> that doesn't narrow is it down. Is it the the fucking okay? I want to sh- I'm gonna shoot my shot. Shoot your shot. Is it the one that you told Austin to play this year? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. 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 So let's put our heads so, together, Dylan. All right. Which ones? Oh, both. Okay. Duck. D- quadruple the thinking power. Got you. Okay. <laughs> so, if it's not, what was it called? Is it Blue Lunar? Is that wrong? Uh, it, it is Lunar. Uh, specifically, the Blue. game that he is asking or that you were referencing is Lunar Two Eternal Blue. Lunar Two. Is there someone with blue hair on the cover? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought of Blue. <laughs> That was almost like a Michael Scott, like, pinning shit together moment, like how he always remembers names in the most outlandish ways. I was, I was kind of there. So if it's not Lunar, oh, no. Parasite Eve. Uh, that is a good guess. You're, you're on the right track, but that Ooh. is not it. Ooh. Oh, damn, Ooh. that was my other guess. Damn. Cro- uh, this fuck, is disgusting. Uh, no. Oh, Chrono. No. That's not right. No, 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 no. Is it right? No. Uh, it right? You're, you're thinking right. of Chrono Cross, but that is not correct. Yeah. It's Fuck. Not right. All right, then hit me with it, because I'm out of guesses. All right. Fine. I don't like losing. <laughs> I mean, if you got another one, get it before he talks. I don't. All right. Because Parasite E was on. the one. Yeah, Paras- Par- that's a good fucking... That's a really good guess. I do play that game Wait, probably way more It's than not the original? Uh, no, 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 no. It can't be. It's not Resident Evil, right? It is not. Okay. Yeah, mm. I actually kind of don't like that original Resident Evil game all that much. If I were going to replay replay the Resident Evil replay. games from PS1, it'd probably be 2 and 3. I, I really love 2 and 3 a lot. But <sighs> Okay, then I'm out of yeah. I'm actually I this you're going to say it and I'm going to be mad. You guys are very close. You're I mean PS1 horror games, you guys were like right there. Oh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Fucking suck me yeah, off, dude. And I should have known. It's not Silent Hill 2, and the reason that I don't play Silent Hill 2 over and over again is because I can't find a good uh, version of it, and I don't have my PS2 disc anymore. The PS2 mm. disc is... they they The remasters fucking suck. 
there are so many really awful and bad changes to that fucking remaster that I just like, I, I hate them. I absolutely fucking hate them. Um, and then the PC port, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I, I went to go try to like download a copy or whatever. And I was told not to do that because it does not play well. And I was like, oh, great, whatever. So I can't play Silent Hill 2 over and over again. That would be my choice. I love Silent Hill 2. I think that's one of the best games ever made. But I really fucking dig Silent Hill a lot. And it is a game that I play not as often as Metal Gear Solid or Final Fantasy VIII. But whenever I have a craving for a horror game and it's not something that I want to play on a modern system, I break out my fucking Vita and I play that shit. I really, really fucking dig the fuck out of Silent Hill. I think that if you go into it knowing that there are going to be some things that you're going to have to go up against, like the fact that, you know, you have very specific camera angles that you have to deal with. It, I don't rem- I, I wouldn't really call it tank controls, but it's, I mean, it's, it's tank controls and those fucking suck, especially if you never played them before, but just the atmosphere of this game, like the soundtrack is wonderful. The fucking, the writing kind of goes a little batshit near the end, but the writing's, really good I really fucking dig the fuck out of Silent Hill I think it's a wonderful game and it helped to kind of like usher my way into more um, I don't want to say intellectual horror but like through Silent Hill I learned about Silent Hill 2 and through Silent Hill 2 I kind of saw that horror wasn't just like jump scares and scary man in mask kills you I I found out that it's can be way fucking deeper, and yeah, I just I really fucking dig that game a lot. It isn't the best survival horror game. I don't even think it's the best survival horror game on the PS One. I I think that that is Resident Evil Two, um, but I I dig the fuck out of Re- uh, of Silent Hill. It's very very good game. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Damn. We were pretty damn close, yeah, though. Yeah, that, was, that was good. Dude, pa- Parasite Eve is another one that I play <sighs> real often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I still have my physical copy of Parasite Eve somewhere. Oh, shit. Somewhere. I think it's at my grandma's house. Um, I'll have to go find that. Yeah. I, 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 I like both those games. The second one uh, I like because there's a cut scene with a girl in a shower in it. And that got my little seventh grade brain fucking being like, bro. <laughs> speaking of some fucking nostalgic trip, Jesus e- okay, we'll we'll do our little dirty admissions right here. Fucking uh, oh Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Underground. You could break into the strip club down in Miami or wherever Tampa, I think it was, mm-hmm. and there are little dancers inside of there. That mm-hmm. was mine. Oh, mm. yep. I think it was about the same time frame, like sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Ooh. that was a that's a nostalgia trip. I love the underground games, fucking American Wasteland. Love that shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with that awkward silence. 
just fucking left me. And I was like, God, no. <laughs> you were just like, all right. Like, you didn't even give us a second to respond. <laughs> no, I gave you a second. Yeah, yeah, it that was, was it. silence. Yeah. I was like, what the said, fuck? Okay, and we're moving on, I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, well, uh, awesome. let's get into what we've been playing. As I, as I said, I've done absolutely nothing but fucking slave over this video. Yeah. So, uh, you guys take it away. Who wants to go first? I will. All right. That was the most enthusiasm I've had all week. <laughs> it was. It, only because it's super easy. I've continued to play Stardew off stream. Um, I'm set up for in game. Like, all I'm having to do is make it through the rest of fall. I'll make it through winter. Third, se- uh, third year starts. I'll get the four-star candle rating from Grandpa, which is the best you can get, and that's technically my in-game point. There's still other stuff I can do, but that is the best rating you can get. I've already repaired the community center, and it's like that's the furthest I've ever made it. That'll be in-game for me, and I'm almost there. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. I'm starting to see shit in the game that I've never seen before, and as an avid fan of this game, that's incredible to me. Like I'm starting to now it's like, becoming an obsession again because it's like oh my god i need to go do this i need to save up enough money and wood so i can get here it's like wow like i completed the community center for the first time since i've started playing stardew valley and it looks beautiful like it opened up some crazy shit and just wow like it has so much more to offer stardew than i ever gave it credit for which is incredible because how many times do i talk about this game but Man, it's it's opened up to being a lot more fun, and I'm like like I said, end game is right there. So that'll be game number six for me. Nice. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Good job. Well, so sick of it, <laughs> boys. I uh, I did what I feel like a lot of people thought that I wouldn't end up doing, and I beat Elden Ring. Oh, Hell yeah. Souls game. And that you felt beat. incredible. It did, didn't it? How'd you cheese the Elden Beast? I didn't. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> I didn't. I tried. I honestly, not even shitting you, tried. But then they patched out the cheese before I could fucking beat him. So I was like, yeah. okay, I guess I'm gonna have to do this shit legitimately now. Um, surprising. <sighs> I. Everybody kept telling me, "Yo, go get Black Knife Tish because it makes that fight so much fucking easier." And I was like, "No, bro, my mimics got it." The I went out of my way, got the summon for Black Knife Tish. The very first time I fought the Elden Beast with that motherfucker, I beat him. The very first yeah. fucking time. Yeah, Tish is overpowered in a good way. Like it, it's it's fun to have it in the fight with you. And not only that, but I beat him using weapons that aren't very good against him because I beat him still with a blood build. I went back to nice. a blood a blood loss build. That's really good then. And it was just, dude, when I saw that I got that final hit on the Elden Beast after, how long was it? Five days. Five fucking days. I was stuck <laughs> on that boss fight. Five fucking days. That's incredible, man. Like, I, from where, from the episode that we did last year to now, just full blown change of winds here like yeah. you not only started playing it but you fell in love with it and you beat a fucking from soft game like yeah. what has happened in this world <laughs> i beat uh i beat elden ring at level 233 oh god and i 
I haven't. I've started New Game Plus. I'm gonna hold off because there are other games that I actually want yeah. to play, and I've been kind of playing Elden Ring almost nonstop, with the a couple of exceptions since it came out. Um, I was not expecting to get into this game as hard as I did. I was not expecting to love this game as much as I do. Um, this is honestly Elden Ring is the first game for me that's come out in a long time that I I genuinely feel like is an almost perfect game. I have no quarrels with this game whatsoever. Like not one. Um, yeah. I think the only issue that I do have is one that Josh brought up where very. Ver- Albeit very few, some bosses do start to feel extremely similar to each other. But I feel like considering there's like, what, 187 total bosses in this game, I kind of feel like that's fine because it's not too crazy noticeable. Um, Yeah, and it's like some of the repeat bosses, someone made a good point. It's like, imagine it's like like any other enemy it's just boss status but like there are certain enemies that guard specific sections like the avatar trees and stuff like that or the spirits or whatever like they're meant to be there because that's the enemy that guards that specific section and stuff like that now granted some of the dungeons do feel copy pasty but especially um, the catacombs the catacombs yeah that's specifically what i mean but uh, yeah 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 because i mean you're right like it's always the same thing. Like you go underground in this fucking, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. Catacombs. It's the same design. It's the same aesthetic pretty much throughout, but, uh, I still had fun in them, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's the one call out is that it did get a little copy pasty. The more you delved into the world. Mm-hmm. And I think what makes me so upset about having played and fallen in love with Elden Ring is feeling the way that I do about it. And like like I said, I, I genuinely, to me, this is an almost perfect fucking game. And I know it's going to be a really long time before I get another game that makes me feel the way this game did. Um, this was a game that came out that, I'm to, from, to my knowledge and from what I saw, it, it didn't need a fucking day one patch to be playable. Like, it didn't need to promise, or it didn't need to lock... Uh, all this content behind paywalls that you get three, six, nine, twelve months in, uh, down the fucking road. It didn't need this roadmap of oh, at this point, this game is eventually gonna be playable. This was the first game in a long time for me that I genuinely felt like was the full fucking product the day it came out and the day I put my fucking sixty dollars on it. And I, it's I know it's gonna be a long fucking time before a game makes me feel like that again, and I hate it, but. God fucking damn it, I love this game. I love this game so fucking much that, like, even now, like, I'm, I got my fucking tax money back, and I would be lying if I said I'm not tempted sitting on eBay right now to buy the fucking collector's edition of Elden Ring just for the fucking Melania statue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Just for the Melania statue. I'm so glad, because you're right, like, this is a once in a generation, maybe like twice in a generation type game, but it's it's very polished. It feels great to play. Um, pretty much the, 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 cha- the changes that have come through the patches thus far have been balance issues. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they fixed some bugs and stuff like that, but it's just minor stuff. There was nothing just absurdly game-breaking. Yeah, like um, day one, they didn't have to go in and fix something that was literally breaking down people's fucking Are games. you playing it right now? No, but I should be. <laughs> I, wish I, I swear was. I heard a magic, like... <laughs> summon 
Oh my god, I have a Twitch stream up in the background. Oh. You're fu- I thought it was you. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I am seeing uh. now that you can buy the Melania statue separately for $120. And guys, I am tempted. <clears throat> I mean, it is such she's a pretty beautiful rad. Statue. It's... But yeah, incredible it's, question. So there's there's a question that you know that has to be asked. Mm-hmm. Um, you gonna play Dark Souls three? Uh, I'm playing Bloodborne right now. That's a good one. Yeah, I just I I already had Bloodborne because of the PlayStation because of the PS five <clears throat> upgrade thing that they did. So I was it's, like, Fuck it's it. weird. I'm I'm hearing, yep. I'm pretty sure that's Tawny. He's yelling thirty frames per second. Why? <laughs> Like, I hear it. It's weird. It's distant, but it's yeah. definitely him. <laughs> oh, no. Is that, like, a bad thing with that game? Is it only I can't fucking go back and play it because I'm so goddamn spoiled. Oh, my um, God. I can't help it, dude. I cannot look so at 30 frames per second. So how do you go back and play anymore. other games that are in worse resolution? Usually it's on my fucking DS and I can tolerate it. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's on my DS. I am. I have a hundred and twenty frames available to me available to me at all times, for the most part. Why and the fuck would I change that? <laughs> You're the worst kind of PC player. It's so substantial to me, to the point where I'm streaming over. I'm playing Overwatch in 120 frames. I look over at OBS, which is capturing at 60 frames, and I throw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's not even good enough. Yeah. I love that. I love that you do that. I'm sorry. Speaking of which, just real quick, you and I have been delving into some Overwatch. We have, and it's been good. It's been good. You, I convinced you to sell your soul and buy some loot boxes. No, I didn't buy them, remember? No, I didn't. No, remember. I didn't buy them because I, I had to type in my I password and I didn't feel like doing that. You're, you just called me the worst kind of person. You were literally a lazy fuck. <laughs> So you cu- you had your hands on the keyboard playing the goddamn game. I know, but then you I couldn't had to type, type like twenty keys in a row oh, to type in my fucking password, and I didn't no. want to do that. You know, if see if it did what it was supposed to do, my oh, PayPal should have already been logged in. Oh. I shouldn't have to type in a goddamn thing. <laughs> Jeff asked me the other day why you and I haven't met face to face yet. It's because this is the fucking reason right here. Because <laughs> I won't like, type I in so passwords. Much. Just, ooh, I just, ooh, I'm going to pick you up, and I'm, ooh, I'm just going to squeeze the fucking life out of you. Sounds kind of hot. All the... <laughs> <laughs> the build-up in his life. <laughs> oh, Listen, man. All you did was just bring up a fetish for no reason. <laughs> Do that shit to myself on the daily. <laughs> Oh God, Austin! We're gonna find Austin in the closet dying from asphyxiation. <laughs> oh my God! Why is he the Batman costume? Because isn't that how he died? The actor that notoriously uh, did that—he was wearing a Batman costume. Uh, or was that David just the joke Carey? they made about it on uh, South Park? It's one of the two. Oh God! I have so much fucking blood rushing to my head right now. I can't breathe. But I'm pretty sure he was in a Batman costume. <sighs> And I didn't even know that. You're talking about, what's his name? D- David Carradine? Yeah. Carradine. From Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was in a bat. I just thought he was naked jacking off. Yeah. He honestly. was, uh, he uh, had a noose around his neck and he was going to town. And I'm, if, if I remember correctly, they found him in a Batman costume. 
Okay. What a way to go out. I mean, in a bad he is vengeance. Fuck, we need to go. We need to. Oh, you've played another game. I was trying to move on. <laughs> I mean, this one will be really quick. Um, but yeah, I. It's kind of funny that Dylan said it like a year ago. He was like, "You're gonna buy another DS again just to play the Persona titles." And I said, "No, I'm not. I wouldn't do that." Here I am with another 3DS playing fucking Persona Q. And I am really enjoying my time with this. Um, I'm going to interject real quick. So you know how like I pretty much won the prediction shit from last year, yeah. and then I predicted this, and it came through. You guys think I'm like, you know, supernatural or some shit, Maybe. like in any way, like I'm prophetic? Maybe. Maybe. Josh, Come up with what do some you more think? prophecies. Mm, possibly. Uh, I don't know. Possibly, it's there. Like there's, there's, there's just a, there's a slight maybe there. Yeah, for right? sure. Maybe. Let's, let's let's think about it for the rest of this podcast. Okay, I'll do that. All right. Just think of how much more omnipotent I am than the two of you. <laughs> Dylan said, "Make gets one prediction right. Gets one right. <laughs> it's a god complex." Uh, okay, continue with your game. But uh, have uh, have either of you ever heard of a little game called Etrian Odyssey? Yes. So Persona Q is pretty well, much on. Etrian. Are you are you pronouncing it Etrian? Isn't it Etrian? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Etrian <laughs> Odyssey. Just read the title, sir. I don't know. I am like 1,000% positive it's Etrian Odyssey. Okay, I've heard both, so I don't know. But sh- sh- all right, we'll tomatoes, potatoes, let's go. But it what? Is essentially, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is it? Tomatoes, potatoes? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, choke it! <laughs> oh God. You're going to have to edit all that out. I just ugly cough, laugh through that whole thing, and Discord didn't pick it up, but Audacity sure shit. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. um, Sorry. Yeah, it's essentially that that game with a Persona skin over it. And (laughs) I'm not super far in it. I'm still in the first dungeon, so I'm still kind of piecing out, like, what all is going on. But it essentially... So... I, I can't imagine the plot is too deep because I kind of feel like it's only there to serve the purpose of getting the cast of Persona 3 and Persona 4 in the same setting. Um, essentially, it picks up right during the sports, or not sports, but like the school festival arc of Persona 4, which is kind of close towards the end of the game, um, where the whole cast is there. We have... Uh, you know the the whole the full party has been formed um and they're getting kind of pulled into a side adventure and it's essentially them working with the persona 3 cast to try to figure out what's going on and why their two timelines are kind of starting to merge together and it's it's cute i i like this little chibi art style and it's it's fun it's not too deep but it, the combat is so fucking simplistic too. It is so much easier than the actual Persona games, um, but it's fu- it's fun. I'm having a good time. I will be able to talk more in detail when I actually finish it because thank fucking god it's not as long as a typical Persona game. I think I read it only like thirty hours, which is just hearing that a Persona game is only thirty hours long is just wonderful. Yeah. So is, so is Star Force your favorite uh, modded title that you've been playing? Mm. At, right now, probably, yeah. 
there's still there, I've downloaded a couple other games that I just haven't gotten the chance to like sit down and try yet. I um like when I got the modded three, it was fucking awesome. I got it and within like just me turning on the system for the first time. I had every Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon DS and 3DS game already downloaded on the console, ready to fucking go, and that shit was fucking awesome. The which weird enough, the only one that didn't work was the Heart Gold. For some reason, that file was corrupted really? and just will not load. But everything else ran perfectly fine. Um, but I'm I'm super stoked to kind of sit down and tinker with this more. I want to add more stuff to it and get it to do more cool shit. Like, uh, I had no idea that a 3DS can emulate PlayStation 1 games and actually emulate them relatively well. Uh, certain games don't work very well, but kind of... The stuff that I would be going for, like probably playing the original Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that, I feel like those will probably run perfectly fine. I'm going to try to download Lunar 2 on here and see if maybe... I, I feel like that game in, especially I should be able to get ro to run relatively fine. But then having access to, like, Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS and 3DS. And I think there's even a couple, like, a ha small handful of N64 games that, that the 3DS can emulate. Um, also some weird fucking, like, the weird Japanese consoles that only existed for, like, a year. Like, the Wonderswan and shit like that are available on here. It's It's been really cool, and it was definitely worth the money. <clears throat> it's pretty rad. I would consider it just for all the cool shit that you can play, like Battle Network and stuff like that. But Hell yeah. I don't know, money. It was it was money. To, it was actually cheaper for some reason to buy a modded 3DS than it was to buy a regular 3DS. This only cost like 150 bucks on Etsy. That is weird on Etsy of all places too. What? Yeah, it got here in like three days. <clears throat> oh damn, that's pretty sick though. Shit yeah, that's man. fucking good business. Shout out the fucking uh, seller. I think it was called, uh, I think they have an actual shop in uh, in Nashville. Uh, it's called, like, Retro Bros or some shit like that. But I guess if you're That's in Nashville, cool. check that shit out. I'll probably check them out next time we go to Nashville. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Is, it, is it time for the Wix? It, it is, is time for the Wix. The Wix. <clears throat> All right. So, I'll start things out. I have a video. There we go. <gasps> yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Oh out shit! As of <coughs> this recording, uh, so Patreon or patrons, it's already out for you guys. Uh, it'll be out for regular listeners um, on Friday when this episode drops. So. They won't learn about it until Monday if they get only the information from the, from the podcast. But I have a video out, guys. Well, or sort of, kind of. It drops on Friday. But anyway, it's called Arrested Development and Seinfeld, the two best written sitcoms ever. And, uh, yeah. It was <clears throat> a long time coming, and I am relatively proud of it. And uh, I think that it would be awesome if everybody gave it a watch. So that's fucking awesome, bro. That's fucking yeah, dude. I when you were talking about it, I pulled it up and I saw it on uh, Patreon already. So 
Fucking congrats, dude. It's been a long time coming. Yep. Fuck I, you. Like, seriously, this has been a long time coming. I've been talking about doing this fucking video for what feels like two years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm fucking ecstatic for this. I'm going to watch it as soon as I get uh, off of this oh, yeah. recording. Well, do be mindful. YouTube is still processing the HD uh, as of okay. this very moment. So it might be standard definition and look grainy as shit if you watch it tonight. Mm. But... I don't know. Give it like another half hour. It, okay. It, it might be fine. Okay. A little bit. That's still awesome, though. Yeah. I'm excited for everyone to get to see it. So. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that's my pick of the week. What you guys got? Well, mine is a little song called Killer Be Killed by a Washington hardcore punk <clears throat> band called Spite. The only reason I put this down here is because I've been listening to them a lot today because I impulsively wanted to go to a metal show and I bought tickets to them. So that'll be What? There. You impulsive? What? Yeah, dude. Who would have fucking thought? What well, the, the hell? I, I didn't really plan on going to the show, but then I saw the price of the tickets and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Because they were like $10 a piece, which is fucking nuts. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. God damn. Okay. A rascal. My pick of the week yep. comes to us actually from uh, Jeff, because no he way. and I, weirdly enough, have been talking about music for some reason a lot more recently. Um, and last night we got to talking and he actually recommended me someone by the name of wild, the coyote, which is, um, some form of country. I don't know exactly what kind it is. And I know that I know that I just lost every single listener, but, but trust me on this. This is some good shit. This is the kind of country that I listen to. Like when I listen to this, this is like, I just imagined a band of outlaws, like rolling it. trotting into town on the backs of their horses can't roll on those bitches they don't got wheels but um it's it's good like it's thoroughly good this this just is like just good outlaws like even chain gang keeps coming to mind like you know just working on a railroad or some shit it's like it's just good it's good country it makes you feel some type of way and it's so good that i wound up putting it on my workout playlist because it just makes you feel some type of way. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, st- I want to stop talking about it because uh, I just think you need to experience it. So give it a listen. I am done. Oh. Austin, that's how you fucking do it. <laughs> all right. Well, now uh, we're all done. Now we're all the done. The show's over. Yeah. Well, not not quite. I, I, we have a. No, it's over. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess you're the host now. I guess so. <laughs> Austin's looking at me. I am the host now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So a couple of things to end on before we get to our uh, social shout outs. Obviously, uh, you know now about the uh, video that I have coming out. So that's that's one thing that we would normally throw out. But, you know, that's my pick of the week. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> all right. I should probably not antagonize people 
I would like them to watch the video, so maybe telling them fuck you is not a good idea. No, that's exactly how you do oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it's nagging them, really. right? Yes. <laughs> they're, they're not uh, man or woman enough to go and watch your video. They're, they're oh. fucking... Oh. Yeah. Oh. They'll, yeah. Uh, well, with that said... Also like and subscribe. Also, <laughs> also like and subscribe. Uh, also, this is, uh, something that, uh, that, uh, caught me off guard. I, I was not expecting this at all, but, uh, Dizzy, why don't you tell us about your new podcast? So, <laughs> I didn't know whether to run this by you or not, <laughs> because it's like, this is, this is your whole thing, but, uh, I've been thinking about how I want to further to continue help culture bot grow and i was doing a podcast uh the interview with justin that i had of a while ago um we got to talking about music and it's like damn i really like talking about music so uh it stood out to me that jeffrey mr fucking hell ciarto um i hate his last name <laughs> I, if you're going to listen to this first episode and fucking die because I asked him at least 10 times to say it for me because I genuinely forgot halfway through. <laughs> um, it was bad. Uh, but yeah, Jeffrey also really loves talking about music. He has a very wide spectrum that he listens to. He brings something really uh, unique to the table. He has, he has uh, great opinions and he can pontificate on pretty much anything um, in that milieu. So uh, we decided, I was like, hey, I, I want to help uh, Culture Bob grow in the form of a new podcast. So I said, Jeff, this is what I want to do. I said, I would really love you to do it with me. Are you interested? And almost immediately he said yes. And that <clears throat> spawned The Bop, a music podcast. Um, and we are super excited for this. We recorded the first episode last night. Um, I haven't edited it. Edited it yet but um it is coming it was a lot of fun i expected it to run for an hour maybe an hour and 20 hour and a half at most and we we pushed it to about an hour and 45 just because we just kept uh it was just a good conversation that it just kept flowing it, it was great to kind of do some deep dives into what we like into music and uh we we have plenty of topics to go for the rest of the year this is a bi-weekly podcast endeavor for now um, until we can, you know, I guess get it on a more consistent schedule. It's like both of our times have to align and stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes, but bi-weekly for now. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> Let's never do that also, again. Also, I, uh, I hope that was okay with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I told Josh that this was happening live on air. Yeah. On Th Twitch. Thanks for running that by me first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I really put the pressure on because it's like you could have been sitting there like, oh, great. What am I going to say? No, he's fucking streaming to people right now. <laughs> he's I fucking like, you know love what? it, this though. This a terrible idea, Dylan. Because Austin was having a stroke halfway through the day. He was like, yeah, hey, was, I might not dude. be able to make it. You want to, you know, you want to fucking tell me what the whole announcement's about? I might not be able to make it, and I didn't. And then he sent me another thing, and I responded to that, but I didn't respond to the give me a hint yeah, type of shit. Yeah, I noticed that, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he comes in the stream, and he's talking. He's like, dude, I genuinely thought you were quitting hunting pixels. And I was like, could you imagine, dude, just fucking start streaming and be like, Josh, fuck you. 
I'm done. <laughs> just just leaving? Like, the balls so that would have taken, I think that's what you said, Josh. It's like, you wouldn't have even been mad. <laughs> yeah, for real. Would not have been like, mad. All right, bro, damn. Yeah, no. Get out. Um, but sad. no, just good things. Good things. That's okay. You're happy probably now. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I just Lord. feel like the weakest link. Well, you are the weakest <laughs> Fuck link. You. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, All right, then I quit. <laughs> this is my last episode. Uh oh! Don't don't do that. Don't don't be that guy. <laughs> you think because Elon bought Twitter, I'll actually get my little fucking handle now when they figure out that kid's a robot and they ban his account? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, when they figure out that kid's a robot. <laughs> yeah, I might need to. Dude, what's the harm in just actually DMing Elon and being like, "Hey, can you get this kid's account suspended? He doesn't use it. I need my handle." I mean, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> the Tesla militia. I am genuinely going to do this. I'm going to DM him being like, look, I know you just bought the shit. You got some powers. Give me this handle, please. What? Yep. What? What's he going to say? Nah. Okay, cool. I tr- I had to try. If he verifies that little shit and doesn't verify me, though, <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> Instead, he just gives him the fucking check mark. Oh, uh, my God. I would throw a something fit. Like something Elon Musk would do. I'm already throwing a that fit. That shit would be so but fucking it does. funny. <laughs> About to find out. A kid reaches two million followers in the span of a day. I all because that's you how this podcast blows up is because I embarrass myself. That <laughs> seems like it could actually happen. Yeah, that seems so, about right. I don't know. Some of the shit you've said on this show already, I feel like should be enough. Hey, don't pin this shit on me, okay? Well, this is a community you. effort. It's not just you. No, you guys can shut it down, but you keep me going, <laughs> right? Yeah, Josh is no, pretty no, no. bad about it too. Yeah, we don't we don't shut any. You want to point fingers at two of us and not say anything about yourself? Toast your bath? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. You, 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 you like don't point all the negative me. juju at us. Oh, can we get to the socials but, before yeah, something happens to him? I, I was waiting for you guys to get it out of your system, but it doesn't look like it's Jesus going anywhere. fucking Christ. <laughs> it's not. It never is. Why would it? I, I don't know. So... As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Bop family of content. <laughs> Culture Bop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Bop, on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop, on YouTube at Culture Bop. Remember that video. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Twitter at Bebopman182, on Instagram at Bebopman182, and on Twitch at the underscore Bebopman. Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, and on YouTube at OMDizzy. Finally, Mr. Papa, Mr. Austin, he is available on Twitter at Big Papa Plays, on Instagram at Big Papa Plays, Twitch at Big Papa Plays, and on TikTok at Big Papa Plays. Finally, there we go, Tony. I was trying to get it out for you all episode. Finally. Every episode's just got to have one for Tony. Yep. <laughs> if you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Bop, including videos on YouTube, then go to patreon.com slash culture bop and toss us a pledge. We're offering some very cool perks. And once we start hitting our goals, even more content will be on its way, like more videos on YouTube. 
Um, <laughs> so, special p- shout out to our patrons for making this podcast possible. Our patrons include Justin Delectable Deducer Ruiz, Shareem Sizzlin Sultan Khan, Tani Gracious God Solman, Jeffrey Tangible Trouble Scissor Toe. That's right, Jeffrey. I fucking yeah, said you it. bitch. <laughs> uh, Blake Proficient Prophet Graham. Lisa Omnipotent Oligarch Long. What the fuck is this? D- Dylan. <laughs> Sean Fearless Fiddler. Shereem O'Keefe Jr. <laughs> Wait, is this... How did Shereem get... I, I don't know. <laughs> I actually didn't do that. I was like, is his name extra long this time? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, God. I didn't do that. But hey, you know. Uh, Dylan, Vivacious Vixen, Martin, and Austin, Hardwired, Heathen, Stevens. You miss Bryn. I didn't miss Bryn. But well, you know what? I'm going to shout her out anyway, even though she's no longer a patron because she doesn't have a job, <gasps> which is fine. <gasps> I totally understand. She's just. Tawny, double down, yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly, Tawny. You got you to gotta up your shit, man. <laughs> she's still fucking she's still she, rad as she's hell. She's still rad as hell. So we have Bryn Ethereal Emancipator Woodham. Oh god damn it is Do you like Austin's? I think Austin's Hardwired Heathen I like. Yeah. <laughs> it ki- it true. kind of really encapsulates him in two words. <laughs> it does. <laughs> 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 Uh, All right, it has been one fucking hell of a week, so we have got to get out of here. <clears throat> so, if that's it, we don't have anything else to say. Nope. I'll allow it. That is the end of our show. <laughs> Until next time.
Thank you.